Good morning. I'm, I'm ready now, anytime. So you're, you're all right. You're all right. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, I was trying to come up with some clever uh, uh, name for uh, what VA must stand for. Uh huh. Well, I know, but uh, at the hospital, it probably stands for something else. Nefarious dealings with veterans. Nefarious is a good word. It's one of my favorites. Well, Jesus, we thank you for uh, meeting with us and watching over us, and and how your faithfulness is is new every morning. And every day, God, you're you're good to us. You're wonderful. We we just pray that this morning that you would uh, feed us with your word. God, nourish our souls. God, with your word, refresh our our spirits. God, God, as only you can do. We pray that that uh, anointing oil would would be uh, in this place this morning. God, we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, so. Sorry, I'm tired this morning. Um, so God is a genius, as you all know, and uh, he uh, he shows us, uh, you know, interesting things in the things in our lives. You know, the things that we experience. You know, the Bible says that uh, uh, that His handiwork uh, shows His ways. You know, the works of His hands show us the things that, that He does, and and uh, and in Romans, he talked about how uh, that uh, that that people are without excuse because you can see clearly the things that uh, about God in in His creation. And uh, but if you don't believe He created it, then I suppose you wouldn't see that so clearly. But it's it's there nonetheless. So um, you know he. He teaches us a lot of interesting things. You know, when you have a relationship with somebody uh, and you get married, uh, the thing about marriage that's interesting is it's a it's a covenant. And um, about the only time you ever really encounter the word covenant nowadays is if you're looking at some legal uh, document when you're buying a house, and it says something about covenants and restrictions, whatever that means. But uh, uh, the thing about a covenant is it's an agreement. And and it uh, and it takes two sides, and so um, you know you you're both bound by the covenant as as you both hold up your end of it, and uh, and so it's a precious thing because uh, within that example of a marriage, there's this elasticity that happens where uh, um, you know I, we have those those days where uh, um, uh, perhaps a relationship is not quite as enriching as we would have hoped, or our, our behavior is not quite as uh, uh, gallant as I had intended uh, uh, that many those many years ago, standing at the altar. But um, but there's a there's a give there that happens. Now there's a thing that you can where you can just walk away from it, and you just and you you release the other person from the covenant by just absolutely quitting on it and, and refusing to hold up your end of the bargain. Go with me to Isaiah 55. 
And the, and the reason I brought that up is because um, we have this covenant with God, and He understands from the 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 outset that we're going to that we'll make mistakes and and that we're uh, you know, we're not going to do everything right the first time. And uh, and His expectation is that He's going to bring us into that place where where we do those things right. And 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 He. And there's an elasticity with him that uh, that while his expectation doesn't change, uh, he uh, uh, you know he can work with you and, and get you through the stuff. And you know sometimes when you have a, a, this kind of covenant relationship, it doesn't always feel so exciting, and that is part of the genius of of it being a covenant then because. It's easy to make a decision when you're all excited about something, and and commit to it. It's like uh, it's like buying a new car. You sit in this car and you're thinking, I could totally see myself driving this car. <gasps> Love this car, and uh, and you're telling the salesman how desperate you are for a car and how excited you are about buying a car, and you'll drive nearly anything off the lot if he'll sell it to you. I don't know anybody that's ever done that, but. Um, but uh, you know, you and I did that. I bought a brand new car when I was 22, and uh, uh, I was like, "Wow!" You know, you get in, and uh, Cynthia's grandpa used to say something really interesting. Uh, that uh, it's like you love that new car smell, but you hate those stinking payments. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so that's the interesting thing about signing all those little pieces of paper that they give you at the dealership because you're entering into a covenant. Like you assume this loan, they assume you're going to pay for it, and uh, uh, it's great for a while. And you're, you know your car smells great, and it's pristine and perfect. You know, after a couple of years, you're still making that payment, and now there's uh, McDonald's French fries from the first week you bought the car that are still in the floorboard, and they still look the same. And and uh, there's there's crumbs and and maybe the car doesn't quite smell so fresh anymore, but you still make the payments, and and so it is with the covenant that there are those days where you get really maybe disenchanted with the uh, the emotional excitement of of what what goes on, but but you've made a commitment, and 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 so uh, I've had those days where I think God was losing His enthusiasm for His covenant with me. And yet, uh, he is ever faithful. So, uh, in Isaiah 55, he says, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters. And he that has no money, come ye and buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And that's an interesting thing. Buying wine and milk. like that, That's quite the grocery list. Show up at the store. I need wine and I need milk. But you know, wine, of course, is that joy. And and milk is a nourishing thing, and uh, and some things are just not complete without it. Like you know, you have a portable cereal, and then you go to the fridge, and there's no milk. It's like the world has come to an end. But he says that you can come and buy this wine and milk without money and without price. And uh, and so there's the. And he says, why do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently to me, 
and eat that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. So so you're coming, he's, he's inviting you to, to come to him. Come to this, this fountain. And, and uh, there's, uh, he says that, that there's no money, that, you know, without money, without price, because you, you can, but he says to buy it. So you, you buy this wine and this milk with your time. You buy this wine and this milk with your um, uh, commitment and obedience to the, this covenant that you have, you've made with God. And so you come in and you spend that time, and uh, sometimes, you know, you come in from a, a particularly odious day, and you just kind of want to sit down and, like, give me something hard. <laughs> like, I want something to drink that will make me feel better. You know, in my case, I come in, the first thing I do is, like, hi, everybody, let's go brew up a pot of coffee. Like, I'm going to, like, this day is about to get better. And... Uh, I worked on my house for a while yesterday. Put in quite a long day, and uh, I got home at like eight o'clock. Back to Bob and Heidi's, and like, you want coffee? Like, I do, I do. Yeah. But he says to you know buy this wine and milk without money and without price. So this this joy and this nourishment of your soul, you can't buy it from him with money. You can't you you buy it from him with that relationship, with that spending that time. Because you get out of a relationship what you put into it, and so uh, you, you know, in our society that we we like those uh, something for nothing kind of things, but the older you get, the more you find that uh, if you didn't put anything into it, you're really not getting anything out of it either. So why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently to me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. So he's saying there's lots of things that you could put your efforts toward, but but if you put those efforts toward this relationship with me, then uh, you're going to eat that which is good, and and your soul is going to delight itself in fatness. And so, uh, and we've all experienced that in our life, where no matter what you uh, what you do. Nothing in life, and there are lots of things that bring a sense of satisfaction in life, but nothing brings satisfaction like that relationship with God and that sense of well-being that comes with knowing that everything is is great with with Him. So He says, "Incline your ear and come unto Me here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David." Behold, I've given Him a witness to the people and a leader, and a commander to the people. And uh, uh, you can go through the Old Testament and, and you, can, you can see this, this covenant with David reiterated. Um, you, know, he, it's, uh, you see it in, in 2 Samuel where he, he, uh, God makes this, this covenant with him. You know, he spent all this time running from Saul and everything, and now he's, now he's king. And, uh, and he makes this covenant with him. Um, go with me over to Psalm 89. You can stick your finger there. We're going to be back. But I want to talk a little bit about the sure mercies of David, about this covenant that he's talking about here. And really this whole psalm is, is great. It talks about that very thing. Um, and I got here rather late, so I may just kind of cut this down. Try and figure out where I was going to start.
Um, how about we'll start in uh, 19. Then thou spakest in vision to thy holy one, and saidest, I have laid help on one that is mighty, and I have exalted one chosen out of the people. I found David my servant, and with my holy oil have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established, and mine arm shall also strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face, and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. Now, of course, he's talking about this covenant that he made with David. And, of course, he's also talking about Jesus. Uh, and uh, because Jesus was that, that seed of David that, that built the temple. And, and uh, uh, over here in, uh, in Isaiah, uh, he says that I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. So then this covenant would also be for us. And so, so you can take this passage here and you can stick your name on it. And write this on your mirror. This belongs to me. That the enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will also make him my firstborn. And of course, Jesus is indeed that, that firstborn among many brethren. And so we are those joint heirs with him. He says, also I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. So there's that covenant again. Because it just it's a steady thing that just, you can count on it, and, and, it's, and it's a stable thing. And that's the great thing about you know, uh, like that, like I said, that marriage covenant. Because as as you you get older, and and that thing grows into the enthusiasm sense of uh, being young and excited about life and everything. You know, that uh, that's that definitely has its place, and you need that as you're starting out. But as time goes on, um, then it grows into something more. It grows into something more mature, and uh, you know. When you uh, when you're painting a little kid's room, you're probably going to paint it some bright color that's really cheery and and uh, kid appropriate. But uh, when you're an adult, you're probably not going to paint your bedroom, you know, fuchsia. You know, you're, you're probably going to go with something a little more muted, a little more uh, neutral and mature. But uh, the thing about a covenant is that on those days when when it doesn't seem so exciting or perhaps you're going through something in your life that's particularly unexciting or exciting in the wrong direction you have this covenant with God that that uh, that you know that you know that everything is okay because you have this covenant with him and and he's he's covenanted with you that he's going to keep his mercy for you forevermore says, his seed will I make to endure forever, his throne as the days of heaven. And, and I like this passage how he talks about his faithfulness. And he says, if his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep my commandments, then I will wad them up and throw them in the trash, and that will be the end of that. <laughs> no, he says, then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, 
my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. So it's like, you know, perhaps your faithfulness might fail, but my faithfulness will not fail. And and so he knows how to take that willingness to, it's like, man, I, he says, you know, him that wills to do his will. You know, it's, it's like if you if you want to to please God, if you want those things working right in your life, uh, and you you just let Him do those things in you, then it just it works, and and because His faithfulness won't fail, He won't let it. And then He says in verse thirty four, uh, and I had to underline this because this is brilliant. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. So it doesn't get much better than that because, you know, people, you know, we, we get to know people. It's like, well, so-and-so, I, I, if they said it, it's gospel. I, I, I totally believe that, and, and I'm fine with that. Somebody else said it, maybe not so much. Maybe I'll take that with a grain of salt. Okay, pass me the canister. You know, I, <laughs> it just kind of depends. But, but God, you can, you can take him. Uh, take what he says at face value, and you can, and you can trust him with it. If if he says it, then you you can be good with that, and and that's the great thing about a covenant relationship because you, as you grow in that covenant, you trust the other person uh, more, and and then you you don't necessarily have to prove your trustworthiness to one another because it it's it's implicit just by the, the your life experience. Uh, so back over in Isaiah 55 again. So so here's that. So he says that... Uh, um, I'm just going to start over again because it's great. He says, everyone, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come to the waters. He that has no money, come ye and buy and eat. Yeah, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Did I tell you Isaiah 55? Okay. Making sure. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently to me, and eat that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. So, so he says, you know, just come into this covenant place with me, and 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 spend that time with me. And, and build in that relationship, and and you will you won't have leanness in your soul, and 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 you will be blessed, and uh, and your flesh might kick and scream for a while, but in the end it'll be glad to. And uh, and before you know it, it uh, the elder will serve the younger, and you'll be bossing your flesh around. So, behold, I've given him for a witness to the people, and a leader, and a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not. Nations that knew thee not shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. And for the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified thee. So so we're talking about these these great things happening in your life, this light shining in you and, and fruit being born simply because he glorified you. And because you inclined your ear and came to him and, and you and you heard what he had to say. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, for he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. So, 
another great picture of uh, of how this how marriage is make is such a great picture of this relationship we have with God, because you uh, you marry this person of the opposite sex, and then you spend this time figuring out their ways, figuring out the way they think. You know, and like I've said before, I, Cynthia was pretty easy for me to figure out, but I, I've there have certainly been those times where you kind of just No, why did you do that? Or you know, what made you think that? And uh, and 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 it's not just in marriage; it's not just men and women. Uh, You know, uh, Mike and I are an awful lot alike, but we still think really differently. And sometimes I'll I'll just make some statement, and and he'll kind of look at me. It's like, well, does it? Why couldn't you? You know, and kind of think me around the problem that I was talking about, and and so it's a, it's a great thing how we uh, you know we we think differently. But he says my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways aren't your ways, and and so it's easy to project the way we think on on each other and on him, and uh, and so uh, uh, it's like well why would they say that to me? Well, if I if it was me, I would say it because of this, and uh, um, you know we and, and we we view with the knowledge of good and evil. We view that relationship with God as well. Surely, surely this is he's had enough of this, you know, and he probably has, but uh, but he won't suffer his faithfulness to fail, and he won't. He's not going to. Uh, he said that I, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So he knows how to get you past all the stuff and get you where you need to be. And um, uh, you know, there's just this. Uh, I feel like all these things that I've been teaching in Sunday school, there's this recurring theme of just cooperating with them. You know, because when you when you have a a boss, you know, then they don't uh, expect you to figure everything out for yourself. They direct you and uh, but you, but you're on a team. You have to work together. And and so if you if you follow the lead of whoever's in charge, then you kind of all get to the same place at the same time. And uh, that's a great deal of what Christianity is 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 following him and cooperating with him and and being willing to do what it is that he'd have you do. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Which is good. You know, sometimes you know, I think it's like we we look at life. You can see to the horizon, and that's about it. And uh, and God God sees with this bird's eye view that He can see the beginning and the end, and He can see where you are right now, and and He can see everything between where you are and where you're going. And so, uh, by virtue of that, He knows how to get you where you need to be. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud so that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, and it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that whereto I sent it. So that's a good thing. You know, when it rains, the grass grows, you know. It's just as simple as that, and and then it keeps raining, and then you need galoshes in your yard. 
but uh, and a mosquito net. But uh, uh, God has put this word in you, and he, and He's He's given His word to you in this covenant relationship, and and He's and He's just promising you here, you can trust Him, that that He's not going to alter the thing that's come out of His lips, and He says that that my word is going to accomplish that which I please, and it's going to prosper in the thing where to I sent it. And so he said, he's just saying, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Trust me on this. This is going to work. And we all love having some experience where you're thinking, how on earth is this going to work? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I bought this house and I decided that I was going to be picky and not live with knockdown walls. And I was regretting my decision after I started playing with it a little bit, trying to fix it. But I thought I'd rather hate myself for a little while now than hate myself the entire time I lived there. And everyone else that's going to help me hates me as well. But, um, uh, but you know, once I, uh, you know, and, and Mike kept asking me these questions and seemed rather concerned because he lives next door. I can tell if he's home or not. It's like, hey, bro, can you come help? No, I'm in Kansas City right now. No, you're not. You're standing on your back porch. <laughs> so he had this vested interest in this uh, this whole like skin coating thing working right, and so uh, you know we did some research and stuff, and you know, but it was there was a sense of how is this going to work, and so I just kind of dove into it headlong and kind of figured it out as I go, uh, which is not typically my style. I like to have all my duckies in a row, but I didn't know what else to do. I did all the studying I could do. Besides hiring somebody to do it, I thought, I'm just going to go for it. And and I've got it figured out, and it's going swimmingly now. But uh, So it's nice to have somebody in charge that knows what they're doing. You know, there, there was lots of times when I worked for Kevin that I would think, does he know what he's doing? You know, we'd, we'd be gonna, we're going to work outside, and you'd see the flag just standing straight out and vibrating, and I'm thinking... Surely, surely he knows what he's doing, and now we'll just do it. So, so, but God knows what he's doing, and and he and you have, you have his word on what he's doing in your life. It's going to work, and and he says that I will perfect that which concerns you, and and so, uh, uh, you know, he that has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So he has. He has every intention of getting you to the the end of the road. So he's made this this covenant then. It says in verse 12, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. And instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name and an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So... Uh, throughout this chapter, he talks about you know you you work with me in this covenant you 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 hold up your end of this relationship in the in the commitment that you've made, and I will just bless your life. I will bless it coming in. I will bless it going out, and and you're going to be thrilled with it. You're going to be happy about it. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up about that, go with me briefly to Jeremiah 29. Uh, you know, because another thing, the thing that got me started thinking about this whole 
covenant relationship with God is that um, I had encountered several people that were dealing with uh, feeling really lonely. And I was thinking about, you know, God was lonely, so he made Adam. And, and then Adam was lonely because it's just not the same as having a flesh and blood person there. And, uh, um, but there's a preciousness in that, in that fellowship with him because if you, you, you could have the, the greatest relationship with a person in the world, but without that relationship with God, it's just not the same. You know, and there's, there was a, a song I heard once that said that everybody has a God-shaped hole in their heart. And they, they try and fill it with all kinds of stuff. But it's like those little blocks in the waiting room at the doctor's office. You have to have the right shape block in the right shape hole or it's not going to fit. And so people shove everything they can into that space in their heart that is missing fellowship with God. And without that, uh, yeah, I mean, you can stuff anything in there, but it's never going to fill it up. And so... Uh, you know, so we know that God is a faithful God, and and we know that uh, that He's He's given us these promises. But then there are those times when we feel like, where did He go? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like wow, He hasn't said anything to me in a while, or you know, uh, Cynthia and I've been married forever, mm-hmm. and we're I'm perfectly content to just sit in the same room with her and not say anything, mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know, some people get like that pressure of speech where you feel like there's another human being in my presence. I must say something. And I mean, I do that when I get nervous, but uh, you know, it's okay. It's like you know, if she's not saying anything to me, I'm not thinking, oh, she's mad. She, she hates me. Oh, it's because I, I forgot to do this or that. And uh, but you know, sometimes God, he just, he's just content to just be there, and and. For and and you can have that sense of wow he's he's here I may not may not be able to hear him saying anything to me right now but that's okay he's here and then there are those times when he kind of pulls ahead a ways walking down the road because he wants you to chase after him yeah. and 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 uh, and then when you catch up to him panting then uh, you are better for it yeah. and. Uh, but sometimes in that kind of seeking place, it feels like, where did he go? Uh, what did I do that messed us all up and all those things? And uh, and the, I thought this was really precious uh, scripture in uh, uh, verse, well, can't hardly start in verse 12, verse 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you say it's the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. You know, it's hard to pass by there without reading it. And you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray to me, and I will hearken to you. And you shall seek me, and you shall find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. So it doesn't get much better than that. So he said, draw nigh to, uh, to the Lord, and he will draw nigh to you. So uh, yet another great uh, part of his covenant faithfulness that if if you come seek me, you will find me. So, but I looked for five minutes and I didn't find him yet. But but when you look for me for a while, you will find me. You know, when you if you live in a big house, sometimes you kind of have to wander around for a while to find whoever it is you're looking for. 
names echoing off of the walls, and, and eventually you find them. Hopefully they're not in the wardrobe, but... Um, so, uh, but I, I always thought that was really precious, that you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, and I will be found of you. And so, uh, you know, so God wants us to understand that, that he, he is after you seeking him like that, and, and he is glad to see you. And uh, if, you, if you feel like you're just sitting in a room by yourself uh, talking to the ceiling, then fear not, because when you search for him, you will indeed find him, and, and he will be found of you because he's invited you. He's invited you. He said, come and hearken to me, and incline your ear to me, and you will, you will delight your soul in fatness. So Jesus, we thank you for your word to us, uh, for that faithfulness, God, that is new every day. God, that that our, our sense of well-being and our relationship with you is not rooted in circumstance, is not rooted in feeling, is not rooted in anything that we could see, but is rooted in this sense of uh, your covenant faithfulness, God, in your commitment to, uh, to us and our commitment to you, God, and that your faithfulness is the thing that makes all of these things work. God, it's your, your power that makes all of these things work right. Now, God, we just pray that you would uh, plant your word inside of us and prosper it. God, we pray that you would touch the service today and bless it with your anointing oil. God, that uh, every need in this place would be met by you, that great meter of needs. God, we pray it in the name of Jesus. God, every person in this place, you know what it is that every heart needs, even if we don't know what it is that we've come in this place seeking today. God, we're here to get something from you, God, and I pray that every heart would have that expectation of receiving some kind of nourishment from you, that wine and milk that we've bought without money and without price, God, because uh, you have covenanted to meet with us in this place and to meet uh, those needs that we have and to nourish our souls. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.